Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott from Sports Advantage. I'm here with my co-host, Coach Dean Manchi, and we've got another Sharpening the Edge uh, episode of our podcast. Coach Manch, how are we doing over there? Playoff time, baby. It's playoff time. Very excited. Very excited to really get the Sharpening the Edge going. And we got, uh, you know, we had some big time guests with Ben Strickland and Zach Rock, and both have been at the high school level, both have been at the college level. And uh, it's going to be awesome to go over some of the very difficult topics that they talked about. And uh, there were so many good topics, and we're just right. going to narrow that down today, and you're going to go over that. Right, and, and and you and I know both as going for the sharpening the edge. We try and get a couple topics from each guy. This was this was kind of tough for us because, man, there were some really good ones. So, you know, first and foremost to our listeners, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, appreciate the feedback that we're getting. Um, and whatnot. Make sure, again, we don't do ads. We don't do the other things on the podcast. We do this for growth mindset for both our athletes, our parents, and our coaches. Share the podcast. Uh, we've gotten different messages. We're getting now more messages from across our state uh, from a lot of different people, both in the private sector and in the coaching uh, high school and college uh, arenas on, on some of the things we got in the podcast. So again, share the podcast uh, with your friends, with your family, um, and we can help this baby grow and we can get more information to our, our young athletes and to our coaches. And so as we go into the sharpening the edge, again, we pick four topics that we want to go over. We want to go over, you know, Coach Strickland talked about preparation and, and preparing to play no matter what your role is. Um, great, great insight on that. Also, he came up with, you know, relationships within athletics and how not only it helps you develop you know, as a person, but also prepares you for stressful situations. And, and again, you know, not a lot of these things, Dean, too, we're not talking about just athletics. We're talking about extracurriculars, you know, so this can apply to people in a lot of different things. Um, you know, and then we get to Zach. And obviously one of the big things we took from him is the best do the small things really well. Um, and that's something we've heard from and we've heard on our podcast, Dean, from a lot of the best at what they do. And, you know, they've definitely, um, you know, seconded that, that message that Zach shared. And then the last thing, and this is a great one to finish up on is being an asset. Um, how can you be an asset to give your team, give your organization a competitive advantage? So those are the four things we want to cover. And again, we want to get after this podcast and really give you guys how we go about using it, both at sports advantage, Kimberly Fox Valley throws and all the different areas that Dean and I touch. So let's tackle that first one, Dean, you know, with coach Strickland, he talked about preparing and you know I saw it firsthand with Ben um, and how he went about preparing to play how he was you know working to get playing time and I thought Dean one of the best things that he brought up was even if he didn't think he was going to play he was helping the guys and and Ben was you know put in situations where there were younger guys you know that were playing ahead of him sometimes and he said it really didn't matter Dean because he, his, you know, main goal was to help the team win in any way he, that he could. And so he prepared himself to play, but also was helping people that were younger than him um, prepare so they could have success. And that, what a, I mean, just being a great teammate, you know, and that's just a great situation that he shared with us. You know, and with Ben, that's, that's the reason why he had the success he did at the University of Wisconsin as a walk-on. They firmly believe he's a team player and, he was always doing whatever he can to make his situation better because he knew he was limited as right. far as his athleticism at that level. And he admitted that right on the podcast, there was some really good athletes that he was surrounded with, but he 
control the controllables. And he did everything within his control to make himself have some success. And when he knew his shot, his time was ready and he had to be thrown into a game because of an injury for somebody that was a starter, he was ready to go. And he wasn't going to let down his teammates. And that's just that brotherhood. That's just that love, you know, that, you know, the situation that you're, you're playing for your teammates and uh, just an unbelievable experience and just constantly striving to get better. We see the same thing with Ben with being a coach right now. Right. We're looking at Edgewood high schools, you know, they're undefeated right now and they're going into the level two playoff game. And, you know, I saw that when he came into town, they were up at camp at St. Norbert and, you know, he gave me a call and said, Hey, can we see what you guys are doing? And he was constantly striving to become a better coach. And he's a great coach already. He's been surrounded by so many great coaches, but he continually wants to learn. So and I think, I think what a great message too, is that he was about helping his teammates, no matter if, if they were starting in front of him or not. So many times athletes, we see this, like if you're not the person starting that you're not putting your best foot forward and, and what a huge mistake that can make. And we see that with coaches as well. And I see this in the private sector as well. If you're not, you know, running the facility or, or you're not the, the head person that you're not putting your, your best effort because you're waiting for your time to come. Well, you know, your time comes when you prove that it's time to come. And that's, you know, for athletes, you know, coaches are waiting for you to prove yourself. Okay. You don't prove yourself first and foremost in competition. You prove yourself in the off season and you prove yourself in games. Okay. Because coaches are a big thing with, with bosses, with, you know, head coaches, with their assistants and with coaches and their players, they want things that they can trust. They want players and people they can trust. And they want, you know, things that they can count on. You know, you want people you can count on. If you prove in practice that a coach can count on you, you're going to get more opportunities. If you're someone that the only time you really give a lot of effort is when it's your time to shine, your, your time may never come. You know, in the game, we're right now in the football playoffs and guys get dinged up a little bit. You've had some little situations where maybe a kid can't practice because he's got an ankle sprain. But the best thing that we see right now is, you know, those individuals, maybe if they have to sit out one day of practice or whatever, because they're nursing an injury that might have occurred on a Friday night, they're helping the person that is going to be the replacement. And, you know, that we talk about culture all the time, but, you know, the, the U.S. coaches have to ask an athlete to do that or do they just do it? Is it part of your culture? And uh, it's great to see kids helping each other. I just had the situation at the Fox Valley Throws Club, you know, and the best part about that is you're helping as coaches, you know, helping athletes get better. But what it really, it gets me excited is when athletes are helping other athletes get better. And I think too, Dean, like the comment that, that coach Jones has shared, you know, when you start talking about culture with things like that, with, you know, with, with preparation is it's just what we do. This is what we do here. You know, we help each other. It's about what the scoreboard says at the end of the game on Friday night, or, you know, you know, for our girls that are playing in volleyball sectionals right now, or going to state, you know, it's what can we do to help the team have success? You may know you're not going to play. You may think you're not going to play, but are you doing everything you can to help the team um, have success? I know talking to many athletes that played at the NFL level, as we've known, and we've had a lot of them as guests on the podcast, 
is that's why I think their high school and college experience is, is so much better than their NFL experience because in the NFL, everybody's just worried about losing their job. Right. You know, because now it's their job. And hey, if I help the guy that's beneath me, what if they're better than me and I, you know, I get cut or I lose my job. And so I think that's why it's so special when you're at that high school level and college level, because, you know, you see more of that, Brian. Well, Dino, I mean, they don't call the NFL not for long, the the not for long league for no reason, you know, and I think that's really hindered what sports is. And I think that moves us really into Ben's the second topic we want to cover, um, you know, with coach Strickland, Ben is that building relationships, you know, within athletics. Um, I, I think that that's something that, you know, is really special and you, you know, and it's something that I experienced when I was in high school, I just had, you know, my three best friends from high school were in town and we see each other maybe once a year. We zoom, you know, with COVID, we did some zoom calls, but the relationships we built, I mean, through athletics, through hard work, through competing together, through hard times, through stressful times, um, that athletics was a beacon for us to move through some of that stuff. And, you know, I can, you know, with Ben, um, you know, he went through an extremely hard time in college, him and Joe and, and Steve, and, you know, they lost, you know, a, a good high school friend of theirs. And athletics was a great way for other people to come together for them. And I think, you know, it also teaches you, you know, how to deal with stressful situations, you know, and how you can count on people in stressful situations, because in athletics, you have to count on your teammates. And I don't believe there's anything else in this world that prepares people for what real life is than being a part of a team going through some hard times and adversity and using those relationships you've built to help you and your teammates get through those things. Yeah. When I listened to that podcast for the first time, when you released it on Sunday, then, you know, after we recorded everything, it was just amazing when Ben was starting to talk about that experience with the high school buddies. Cause I think everybody that's a listener out there that's played any kind of organized athletics can definitely relate to that situation right? and how special that is. Yeah. And as athletes, and we, we have to understand that right now, a lot of seasons are being ended. And what do you see on social media? Oh, I just had a great time. And, you know, with my football family or my volleyball family or soccer family or whatever the case is, it's sad when it's over and only one team can be crowned a champion. But, you know, you're putting all that in, you're doing it with your friends you know, you've been playing probably since a young age with the same friends all the way through. And then that senior year, when, you know, you have that last game, it, it's hard. I think it's always been hard for me as a coach when athletes are crying and their season is over and all that, because it just shows you what athletics does for individuals. And we talk about mental health in today's society, but many athletes and, and people that are students in high school, it's very important that they are doing a sport or some kind of co-curricular activities. Well, and I think huge for the mental health. Well, I think in going through what we went through as a country over the last year, um, you know, the things that, that really, even our country, right? Our, our country was struggling when 
there was no baseball or there was no basketball or no, you know, things to watch on TV. And our kids, you know, when you talk about the, the reestablishing of being healthy and I can speak to my youngest son, you know, being able to go back into his high school weight room in the summer and being able to be a part of practice uh, with his friends, you, you don't really realize how much that's a part of your life until it's taken away from you or when it's done. And Dean, I share this with our kids a lot at Sports Advantage. Two different phrases, okay? One, you never want to say. And two, you, you, you hope when your career ends that, that you can feel glad about saying it. The first one that you never want to say when your career is done is, I wish I. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have spent more time with, with these guys. I wish I would have you know, gone to the weight room more. You hear that a lot. God, I wish now that it's, you know, you, once it's gone, you, you want it back. The, the phrase that we always tell our kids you, you want to be able to say when it's all done is I'm glad I, I'm glad I put more time in. I'm glad that I locked arms with these four or five, you know, girls or guys. And, you know, we had the time of our life. Maybe we didn't win a state championship because only one team wins that at each level every year. But the memories and the life lessons and the other things you learn because you lock arms, you do as much as you can to be as successful as you can, that, that you can't teach that in a classroom, okay? And, and not to say that, that what you learn in a classroom in high school and college isn't important. You can't teach these life lessons in a classroom. You can't teach how to establish strong relationships, how to have hard conversations, how to be there for someone in their worst time. Athletics is the beacon that, and extracurriculars. We shouldn't just say, you know, athletics, Dean. You and I say athletics because we're in that. But music and choir and, and forensics and things that kids can get into and develop relationships with other people, they are so important. It goes quick. This time so of year, quick. seniors, it's like, it's, coach, I can't believe it's almost over. So if you're a senior and you're listening to this podcast, don't waste a day. No. Don't waste a day because it's going to be a blur. And before you know it, you're going to be graduating from high school and you don't want to be, I wish I would have did this. When I'll I go wish one, I would have worked a little harder. We'll go one step further, Dean. If you're a freshman, don't waste a day. Right? Correct. If you're a sophomore, if you're a junior, it goes back to, to the preparation, right? When you're a freshman, you walk in those doors, you know, you step in that, that 25, 30,000 square foot weight room that Kimberly has now or, or whatever, you know, don't, don't waste it. Don't, you know, don't give a day away. We talk about that all the time. And, and, you know, finding people that have the same growth mindset as you as an athlete and coaches, same thing. If you have an opportunity to go get better somewhere, you know, I'm going to plug our Laura Phelps clinic, high school coaches. If you're not at our Laura Phelps clinic, who is one of the best technicians in the world. I, I struggled to like wonder if you can be there. Now, again, some people have family outings, some people, but if you can be there and, and listen to one of the best speak on strength and conditioning, man, I tell you what, it, you know, if you're not there, I, I question, you know, where your growth mindset is, you know, and that's a lot of other things too, Dean. I mean, we have to get to the point where we're doing everything we can, no matter if we're an assistant, if we're a GA in college, um, quality control in the NFL, what are you doing to make yourself better all the time? And one other thing with that, Brian, is I know, you know, some 
strength coaches might think of this as just a power lifting seminar or clinic, but it is right. not. It, it's, you know, when you train athletes, there is disciplines of power lifting, Olympic weightlifting, of bodybuilding, of all different types of training philosophies to help athletes get better and decrease injuries. So we know as strength and conditioning coaches, we're learning from every different area that we can to help our athletes improve and get better. And I think that's one of the things that when I was younger, I didn't quite understand as a strength coach. You know, it's like you have to be very knowledgeable about all different types of training and then see what works best with your facilities, with your athletes, with your group of individuals, and then put the best program together what's best for you and your program and your school. Cause you might have a small weight room and you might have this kind of equipment here, or you might be in a whole different situation in a different environment. Sports advantage is going to be different than my situation at a high school right. and so on. And then you have to marry it, make it your own. But bottom line, there's lots of ways to help athletes get better. And I think, um, you know, going back to just the building of the relationships thing, you know, think of all the people that, you know, now that we go with relationships with coaches, right? Dean, think of all the people that we've met through going to clinics, you know, taking, take, you know, making it uncomfortable for ourselves a little bit like there, you know, I can speak to the one we went to in Minneapolis, you know, we, we both were gone from our wives. We went on a Friday night, you know, and, and we went to a clinic. I met Greg Cook, you know, we met Greg Cook there and I've established, this was back in like, you know, mid you know, 2005, 2006 was fortunate enough to meet Greg cook at a clinic and develop a relationship with him just by going and saying, you know what, we're going to go to this clinic. And so, you know, the, the relationships you build through having the growth mindset um, applies to coaches as well, you know, and having resources and having people that you can talk to and share thoughts on and, and do things like that. I mean, that's, you know, especially when you're in a profession, it's, it's really important. I'll give you a good example. When I was, I was originally in Oshkosh North. And then when I went to Kimberly 17 years ago, there was a strength coach there and a teacher, John Malin, who yep. was way, way in front of his time as far as powerlifting goes, had an unbelievable mindset, just had a love for powerlifting. And I didn't know a lot about powerlifting, just right. a lot of the stuff that I read and, and some of the other coaching contacts I had. And we just sat down and had tons of great conversations on, on the sport of powerlifting. And he was really big into it. And what was great about John Malin is he said, hey, let's take your knowledge. Let's take my knowledge. I will do whatever I have to do to help our Kimberly athletes get better. And we just worked together. And it was awesome because I got to learn something that I was a little weaker in. He got to learn something from me. And therefore, our athletes really benefited from both of us working together. We talked about that as well. I don't think, you know, if if you're just a powerlifting guy or if you're not a powerlifting guy, you are just trying to learn and you're trying to get better. And, you know, it's uncomfortable when you sit down with other coaches and you don't know as much as that other coach. It can be very intimidating. But the nice thing about it is we have both individuals understood it was about the kids and it was about helping kids get better when i think dean now that leads into you know in my opinion it leads into you know one of the things zach talked about is the best do the small things really well and they they always do the small things and to me 
that, you know, that's why you're one of the best in our state in the Midwest for the you know, high school level is because you do all those little things, you know, you're okay having conversation, uncomfortable conversations. And, you know, we, we, we always seem to use AJ Klein, but um, you know, talking about just his flexibility, how he went about his flexibility. Um, and there's, you know, talk about Kevin Zeitler that we had on this, you know, working on his past sets. Um, you know, I had, you know, I had Chris Borland, former Badger, um, him and Joe Thomas and Ben and, and Ryan Simmons and s- some other guys come into my gym a couple days a week, you know, and I was having a conversation with, with Chris Borland and he said he saw Kevin a couple years ago at, at a game, you know, those, those vets, you know, when Chris was still playing, you know, they, they, they come back for games and stuff like that. And be, be, before the game or it was on a Friday, Kevin's like, Hey, you want to do some pass sets with me? You know, and they're both in their clothes. And, and Chris was like, you know, run fits. I think it was run fits actually he was talking about, you know, but that's just, you know, two guys that, you know, are really good at their craft, just constantly wanting to be the best. And you see that all the time. You see it at every level. You know, you see it in every facet of life. The people that are the best want to keep getting better and they continue to do the little things that make them better and they do it consistently. That's, that's the big thing, right? Is consistency breeds success. Well, just look at, you know, the examples that we gave, right. You know, when he talked about AJ Klein up on the balcony and, you know, it just, boom, it rang a bell to me right away. It's just, you remember things like that. And in the situation, when you came up in our wrestling room that one time and AJ was in there, it just, it just remembered a thing that happened many, many years ago, but it it stands out. And now don't think if you're an athlete and you're listening to this right now, when you're going to be listening to this, think of that. If that makes such an impact on us coaches, watching an athlete do all those things, small things consistently, Imagine what effect that you have on the coach when you're doing those things. You're impressing the coach. The coach knows you're invested. Your coach knows you're going to be coachable. Your coach knows you're going to do whatever you have to do to help the team become more successful. Well, and I think, um, you know, one of the comments that I heard today when I was just talking with, you know, an athlete of ours and, and he's a little dinged up and he was saying, well, I'm doing everything I can. Well, yeah, you're supposed to, <laughs> you know, that that's not special. You're doing everything you can. You're supposed to do all that. If you want to be great, you know, if you just want to be average, you'll kind of, you'll do what you feel like, you know, coach Bielema and, and, and I, you know, I get some of our podcasters may laugh at coach B, but coach B was a great coach. He, was, he had great talks sometimes. And he used to always say, you know, successful people, uh, or what was it? Now, let me think now, Dean, <laughs> it was, a. Uh, Men do what they have to do. Boys do what they want to do. You know what I mean? And I always equate it to successful people do what they have to do. Okay. And you just know when you want to be the best, you know, there are certain things that you have to do on a daily basis and build that consistency within what you're doing. You look at athletes, you know, what are some of the things we talk about, Dean? Getting sleep. Okay. It's not that hard to get eight to nine hours of sleep a night. Okay. You, you plan it having breakfast or having something to start your day. Okay. Making sure you're hydrated. It doesn't take a lot to carry a water bottle around the school. Okay. Or to have, you know, stop at the drinking fountain or or do those things, making sure you have nutrition after you train. That doesn't take much. You 
maybe wake up a minute early and you pack some type of bar or, you know, a, a shake or something in there. Um, you know, so those things, they're little things. They don't take a lot. They don't take any talent to do. You know, Lewis talks about the things that don't take talent. That don't, None of those things take talent. But the best people at what they do, do those things every single day, not just when they feel like it. You know, and it's habits and discipline, Brian. Yep. When Mary jo Joe Thomas was on, he said a lot of times his parents would come, you know, to a game and they were in a different city and he wouldn't be able to go out to eat with the family because he was doing the extra film study. He was taking care of his body. He was going to bed earlier, getting that sleep because he took his job very seriously. And that's one of the reasons why he was pretty much injury free most of his career. You know, he could play with things, you know, his consecutive snap record, you know, is, is incredible, but you have to sacrifice athletes and coaches. You have to sacrifice as well. It's not easy to do the little things consistently, but it, it's, it's going to pay off in the long run. Big and time. It's, you know, for, for athletes that are competing right now, I mean, are you getting into the training room early? You know, anybody can straggle in there like five to 10 minutes before practice, but do you have an off hour where you can, you know, do some extra mobility work or recovery work or things like that? There's always something you can be doing to get better. You know what I mean? And, and if you think that you're doing everything, okay, that's when you could probably get beat. You know what I mean? Because there's probably someone doing something a little bit more. So always having that, that mindset that I'm trying to get better and I got to find a different way to get better. We talk about that with positive screen time. You know what I mean? Kids are on their phone all the time, but are you using your screen time at all? We talk about it at sports advantage with their screen time. Take 15 minutes, take 15 minutes to a half hour to make yourself better on your screen, be on your phone. We know you're going to be on your phone. So we're encouraging you to be on your phone, finding a way to make yourself better instead of using it to scroll through Instagram and Twitter and TikTok And I, Dean, I don't even know all the rest of the stuff they scroll through anymore. The, you know, the best should never get bored with the basics. Yes. And I think when you think of consistently doing the small things, a lot of times because you think they're a small thing that you don't have to be focused, but the best athletes that I've known throughout my career has always want to be really focused on the basics. And, you know, think of sports in general. It's repetition, repetition. You go shoot hundred free throws every day. It's repetition. It's repetition. You're in a baseball batting cage and, and you're hitting off a tee and it's a hundred, hundred swings. You know, everything in athletics is repetitious and getting yourself eating good foods continuously is, you know, a habit. It's discipline. It's repetition. It's a choice that you have to make and doing those small things again is really going to add up. And I think the best can really focus on that. They don't get bored with it. And then I think you have to individualize that to your needs and change things up because you can do small things and it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. Right. You can change it up and still be consistent. And I think where, where a lot of kids and a lot of coaches struggle too, is they want immediate gratification. You know, they think if I go stretch for a week, so I do the stretching routine, all of a sudden, you know, my mobility is going to get better. No, you have to keep doing it, you know, and that's, you know, I, you know, I, and, and you know this, and I, I'm sure some of the people that follow us, you know, I've been doing 75 hard and, 
you know, from, you know, from Andy Frisella. And it's really taught me that you just have to make little strides every single day. It's helped me, you know, physically, but it's also helped me with our business with making small gains every day. You know what I mean? You're not going to make a huge breakthrough every single time. And the best to understand they have the long, they have the long plan in there. You know, they're in it for the long term. Okay. So they know that I'm just going to every day, I'm going to do this to get myself better. Okay. Where a lot of people want the quick fix. They want it right now, you know, and the most successful people, they're not, you know, we see, you know, the end product, you know, you use a guy like the rock, you know, we see the end product. We don't see all the other stuff he's doing on the side, you know, what he's done to get himself to this point. You know, everybody just sees the end product and they think if they do something for a week or, or a month, that it's going to happen. It doesn't work like that. And athletics is a great teacher for that. Um, more kids and more coaches need to embrace that. You know, that competitive advantage being consistently doing those small things is huge. Yep. It, it is really huge. And we've, we've heard it on a podcast from lots of different guests and we've seen it with all the athletes that we've trained and helped, whether it's at the youth level, high school level, college or pro. Hey, it is very obvious that that is a big competitive advantage for anyone that's out there listening. When I think, you know, you start talking about what the best do, um, it's okay to follow somebody else's lead. It's okay if you're a young athlete to be like, oh, I see, you know, young Kimberly athlete, you know, or like the Blair Mulholland that, that, you know, Ben brought up or AJ Klein or, you know, if you're at various schools or things like that, to see what some of your best players are doing it and to mimic them and start doing it or have conversations, you know, or, you know, and this kind of leads into Zach's last, you know, last topic we want to talk about being an asset, you know, how can you learn maybe from your supervisor, from the head coach, or maybe how can you make their job a little bit easier or better, or how can you help make you know, the starter's job a little bit better, or how can you go above and beyond what's expected? Anybody can do what's expected. You know what I mean? If you're out for a sport or if you're a coach, you better be doing what's expected, you know, every single day, you know what I mean? To be part of the program. Now, Zach talked about, you know, for his staff, how he wants them, you know, or how he thinks they gain a competitive advantage is how are you being an asset, you know, with technology, you know, guys like me and you, you know, we're, we, you know, we try to figure out how to make posts. You know what I mean? We're, we're all over the place with technology. Some, you know, some of you guys that maybe, you know, are around coaches or, you know, you're around your supervisors, be an asset. Because again, for me, like the more of an asset you are in our setting, the more likely I am to find different things for you to do that's going to enhance your career you know, and how can you be an asset as a teammate? You know, how can you be someone that's making the team better, even if you're not playing? Okay. And that's what being an asset to me is. You know, coaches out there listening, I think if you're an assistant coach, you have to really understand that head coach has got a lot on their plate. And right now we're starting to see it more and more with coach burnout at the high school level. And if you're an assistant I think you got to do whatever you can to utilize your strengths to help take some of that load off of the head coach. Because unfortunately, you know, we don't want to lose good coaches at, especially at the high school level, because that's what I'm working with. And I see a lot of people just getting burnt out right now. 
you know, the pressures, even at high school of winning and, you know, all the other stuff is what can you do to be an asset to your team, to your school, to your community, to help things, you know, get better. And I think everybody's got to step up in that plate and, you know, you have to ask, you have to be an asker. You know, it was the other thing that he said, the world is, you know, it's for the askers. The most that they can say is no, but be, be someone that is proactive and you're going to the coach and what can I do to help our team get better? That, that would impress me a lot. If I was a head coach, you know, as a head strength conditioning coach, when I have, you know, people that are helping me in the weight room and they come up to me and, Hey, you know, what can I do? Or sometimes they'll just say, Hey, can I, you know, can I take the lead on this? Absolutely. Right. You know, and athletes, same thing. Athletes go, go ask. Yeah. And like, like you said, the worst thing they can say is no. I know our, our, you know, we're trying to grow our baseball program. My baseball coaches are asking something every day, you know, and yeah, do I say no quite a bit? Sure. You know, because, you know, there's a lot of other things that go into it, but I think the other thing that head coaches, you need to understand as well. If you have someone that's providing you with, you know, positives, that's, that is an asset, you got to give them some credit. You know what I mean? And show them some love. Um, because at the end of the day, um, you know, they, they want that. I know our guys at our different schools, man, I, I love, you know, seeing the, the athletes give them some praise for, you know, the success they've had, you know, Robert at Edgewood. I mean, the incredible job he's doing our guys, what they've done at Wisconsin Dells. Um, you know, I have some huge assets at sports advantage that have done incredible things and, you as an assistant you also have to be willing to understand sometimes that even though you're doing a lot of work behind the scenes unfortunately sometimes that head coach is going to get a lot of the praise you know so head coaches you have to understand that's going on and you have to give those assistants hey I got you know and I've heard Steve talk about this I have the best staff you know in the state I you know and he gives constantly giving back you know, to the people that are giving to his program. And it's got to be a give and take both ways. You know what I mean? For the good of the players. You know, and if you're a younger coach out there and you're starting, you know, you're, you're starting your coaching career, whether it's a, you know, for in a sport or you're in a weight room or, you know, you're in a job like sports advantage, ask questions. There's never a bad question. You know, and a lot of you athletes out there, your students, don't be afraid to ask your professor if you're in college or your teacher in high school, and if you're not comfortable in a big group setting, hey, one-on-one and have that. But that really shows that you are investing, you're interested in becoming the best version of yourself, whether you're the coach or the student or what the athlete, whatever the situation is. And I know when I have people helping me in a weight room, I want them to say, hey, coach, why are we doing this? You know, why, why, are, why are we doing this? What is the reason for that? And you know, I want them picking my brain and I'm picking their brains and we're all working together because the more they understand it, the better it's going to be for the athletes that are in the weight room as well. Well, Dean, uh, you know, we hit these topics pretty quick, you know, hammered them on pretty good. Um, anything else? Fox Valley throws wise. What do we got going on? You know, we got our last session this Sunday coming up October 31st. And I know this this is going to be on after that. But we have winter sessions starting January 9th okay. and we'll have those and they'll lead up right to track season, which is the first week of March in the state of Wisconsin. 
and we will have all that information, contact information in our show notes. Um, obviously, players in the Dane County area that are finishing up with their fall seasons. Um, we got, you know, obviously our, our programs run in the morning, afternoons and night, um, six to seven days a week at Sports Advantage. So, you know, find one of our gyms, things like that. Um, again, we just really, you know, really want to thank our listeners. Um, you know, we're getting messages on a daily basis from coaches. You know, I got a great message from a private facility in your area, Dean, um, you know, from Scotty Synergy, um, that he's a listener to our podcast. We appreciate him listening with his staff um, and just the growth mindset that so many people are having. Um, so, again, you don't want to rehit on those topics. Again, prepare. Make sure that you're preparing, even though you may, you know, you may not be the head guy, you may not be the starter. Make sure you're preparing like you are and help your teammates prepare, you know, be there for them. Um, relationships, man, athletics and extracurriculars, um, build relationships like nothing else. Um, lock arms with people, you know, go for it, you know, give everything you can. Don't, don't be an, I wish person being, I'm glad that I, that I did this. And, you know, it's going to be hard sometimes because you're not going to maybe achieve that final team goal. Um, Cause we know only one team every year can achieve that, but the, the lessons you learn and the success that you'll build throughout the rest of your life uh, is un immeasurable. Um, you want to be the best. You got to do the little things, right? You got to do them every day. Um, there's no getting around it. Um, you know, talent only takes you so far. Um, so make sure that you're doing the little things right every day consistently. You know, for me, if you need to make a list, make a list, you know, and then cross it off when you get it done and feel good about that. And then last, you know, no matter what level you're at, whether you're player, coach, assistant, head guy, owner, CEO, freshman, rookie, whatever, be an asset. Okay. Be someone that's going to make your organization better. Be someone that's going to make your team better. Be someone that's going to make your family better, right? Kids, we're going to, this is a, this is going to be a plug Dean for our parents out there. Kids, if you could do something around the house every day to make, make it a little bit easier, you know, whether it's clean the dinner table, whether it's cut the grass without being asked, whether it's, you know, pick up something off the floor, be an asset around the house for your parents, guys, parents, you know, you know, we, we appreciate you guys sending all the thank yous in advance. Okay. Um, be an asset. All right. Have a great day. We will see you next time. Chop it. <laughs>